Mikhailov Summers in Philadelphia on a beautiful, crispy Thursday morning. Um, crispy company over here. And uh, we have the distinct uh, pleasure and privilege of going further in Derech Hashem. We continue with Derech Hashem. We're towards the end of the first parak. We'll see today we can maybe wrap up the first parak and maybe even begin the second parak. So the first parak, that's right. That was the right sound over there, Dovbear. Exactly the right sound. The right timing. And uh, we're at the end of the first parak. So the first parak, again, is the whole safer is built on the first parak, because this is a building block safer. This is a progressive structure safer in which the Ramchal presents to us the basics of what the Rebbein Shalom is and how the Rebbein Shalom operates. Um, and, well, it's what the Rebbein Shalom is, and based on that, built on that, is how the Rebbein Shalom operates. That is from the second parak and on. So the Ramchal told us there's going to be a number of basic definitions and how, and. and, and properties in defining what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, understanding what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. And we saw numbers 1 through 5 were at the final and, and, and 6 one, and we that, and not coincidentally, we are up to Oisvah. So we are, again, the three letters that we need to locate ourselves in the Sefer this morning is Aleph, Aleph, Vav, Chelek, Aleph, Perik, Aleph, Simon, Vav, Section 1, Chapter 1, and Paragraph 6. And... Quickly again, what, were, what did we have yesterday? We saw a definition number five yesterday, understanding the nature of God, and that was that Hashem is a unified, simplified existence, and all that we know which Hashem possesses, so to speak, that Hashem's drive, will, desire, interest, awareness, knowledge, capabilities, is all one and the same. It's not that Hashem has different properties in which this is a, a property, how exhi- Hashem exhibits himself and Hashem can act this way and act that way, to which we could say that, well, maybe we could imagine Hashem without this property, or with, with a little bit less of this property, the way we can imagine ourselves. You can imagine a human being, a, a loved one, who, Rahman al-Islam, is not able to walk the same way they can walk anymore, doesn't have the same uh, awareness that they had anymore, Rahman al-Islam, um, we can certainly we, we can we, we we imagine and unfortunately sometimes see and, and and experience such things um, see such things um, and that person as we said yes he's still the same person he's still the same person he didn't change and become a different person I removed this property or I added that property I made him stronger I made him weaker I made him wiser I made him dumber but the same person Hakadosh Baruch Hu is 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 fundamentally different Hashem's existence Hashem is Hashem and. And, and um, Hashem's existence is inextricably, inextricably linked to all of Hashem's properties. That's just a different way of saying Hashem and His properties and His capabilities are one and the same. The Ramchal gives us uh, like, a, like an approach to this, an approach to this concept, that Hashem and His knowledge is the same, Hashem and His capabilities are one and the same. It's all part of unified existence. And if we would be able to imagine a, a, a deity, a, 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 a supreme being, without supreme knowledge, that's not Hashem anymore. It's not Hashem. Not that Hashem right now doesn't know what I'm doing. That, that, that's not Hashem. Hashem is incapable of not knowing what I'm doing. That's part of what Hashem is. It's all part of unified, combined existence, simplified existence. Okay, now we're up to Vav. Let's see the final definition. One additional matter that you also have to know. And again, as we saw, the Ramchal says, Yeda, you have to know this. Making it clear that this is part of a sugya. This is something that we have to understand on a sophisticated level. We have to get the, the, the ins and outs of this. We have to understand the system over here, the parameters. This is something we're capable of having Yadiyah in, knowing well, knowing 
not just accepting and receiving and believing, but knowing. And that's what? This entity known as Hashem. Hashem necessarily is one and not more than one. By definition, Hashem is, there's only one Hashem. There's only one God. Only one. Hashem echad, Ushmai echad. That's part of what Hashem is, the part of the definition of what Hashem is necessarily. Pirish, what does this mean? Now, stop. Why does this need a perish? Why does this need an explanation? I mean, everyone knows this, right? Doesn't every little kid know this? Each, every little kid, that how many Hashems are there? Just one Hashem. I mean, a three-year-old table of understanding this. A four-year-old can understand that who made the who are, world, who made you, who made those delicious um, um, Reese's Pieces Puffs? Reese's Puffs? That's right, the Reese's Puffs. Ha, Bear thinks he's good at sharing, huh? Who made those delicious Reese's Puffs? Hashem made them. Hashem made them and they're so delicious. And how many Hashems are there? One, right? I, I have one Tati, I have one Mami. There's one Hashem. A kid can, can understand that. Everyone can understand that. This should be, Mamish, one line, this should be a half a line. That the final property of HaKadosh Baruch is that there's only one Hashem. Pirush, what does that mean? Well, let's see. Well, I don't know. Let's see what that means. Ramchal feels he has to explain that to us. Let's see. It's impossible, impossible that there should be other entities, other existences that are like Hashem in what? And that they have to exist, as we saw, that was definition number four. I'm sorry, number three. The Revision can't not exist, right? Can HaKosh Baruch Hu will himself out of existence? Can HaKosh Baruch Hu disappear? Can he leave? Can he wave the magic wand on himself and there's no Hashem anymore? Can he find someone to replace him and go retire. No, it's impossible for Hashem to not exist. So says the Ramchal, what goes into what Hashem is, it's impossible for there to be more than one of those. It, there can't be any other beings that can't not exist, that are totally shalim. There can't be any more of those. It's impossible that there should be anything else that's like Hashem that has to exist, that can't not exist. That's, that's impossible. It's impossible. And if we would one day find other things in existence, then by definition that means what? If we encounter other things that exist, well, this, is, this is the corollary. What's the, the, the first half of this is the what? It's impossible for something to exist that is impossible to not exist other than Hashem. Okay? It's impossible for something else to exist that's like Hashem, that's not Hashem. That means if I find something else in existence... Find something else in existence over here. If I find something else in existence, that means by definition that what? What? That's not Hashem. Were you following? Let's try that one more time. It's impossible for any it's, it's for, for there to be any other beings that can't not exist besides Hashem. Hashem is the only being that can't not exist. It's impossible for there to be anything else in existence that is like Hashem. Therefore, if I find something else in existence, that means necessarily. It's not. Let's try again, Infinity. That it's not Hashem. Right? Does it make sense to you, Penny? It's a logical statement? Yeah. It, if I find anything else in existence, by definition, it means it's not Hashem. Especially since, you know, God's not a physical... No, no, no. Even if I find something else spiritual, I, I see... Uh, people see spiritual things all the time, right? I mean, Again, it's... It, it, it's, 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 it's un, if you can get things... As long as you have medical dispensation, you can get all kinds of substances right now in Pennsylvania. I, I see billboards all the time advertising how you can get your medical card. 
all kinds of access, all kinds of... And there is a get this Chayra. So there's a people, there are people that see, you know, um, I, I remember in my eight years. Um, well, they were probably taking hallucinations. People PhDs go on and on, extolling the virtues of mushrooms, really, oh. had Bachram all the time. They never were able to smuggle any of them into the Aish campus, unfortunately, so I only uh, heard about these things. But uh, you can hear the people who see spirituality all the time. Even if I see a spirituality, I see some spiritual existence, right? By definition, if I see something else in existence, I know for sure that what? It's not God. That's not God. Because there can only be one thing in existence that is Hashem. So let's, that's what the Ramchal speaking. So if I find something else in existence, which, you know, just look around the table. Wait, we see, one, one, one second, we see all kinds of things in existence. That means, A, it's not God. And means, B, where did it come from? God. It came from God. It had to come from God. Comes out that anything else that's in existence has to have come from God, been created and, and, and begotten from God himself as opposed to having independent, self-contained existence, self-sufficient existence, self-generated existence, okay, self-contained existence, independent existence, since only Hashem is the only one that can have that existence, that means anything else, by definition, not God. Period, that's the end of the paragraph, and that's the final and sixth definition of what God is. And again, we're left asking ourselves, like, what, 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 what's going on over here? So wordy, so and, and, and so many double negatives, triple negatives over here trying to tell us what Hashem is. Laman Hashem. Literally. Everybody knows that there's only one Hashem. Right? One is Hashem. Exactly. That's what I was going to say, just like in the song, and I was going to say immediately, but don't sing the song. But we all know this song, right? One is Hashem. Everyone knows there's only one God. Who is one? Who is one? God is one. Everybody who doesn't know that? And not only, not only that, so Gamchah gives us an explanation. What's his explanation? So chunky, chunky and clunky, this explanation. What does it mean that there's only one Hashem? It means that Hashem is the only one that can only be one of, and Hashem is the only one that has, that can't not exist. Anything else, therefore, can not exist, and anything else that I find is not Hashem anymore. Woof, you know, take a deep breath after that. What does Gamchah want? The Territ is like this. There's something very profound going on over here. And that's why this is so chunky and clunky. And that's why the Ramchal doesn't just say this in one half a line. That every Bar Bay Rav, every, you know, little kid knows the, the concept of there, there being only one Hashem. We say it once in the Haggadah Pesach, right? We say it, we sing it, we, we, we relish it. Why is it so chunky and clunky? Territ says, there is a profound difference between saying it the conventional way and the way the Ramchal says it. How do we all say it? There's, there's, there's only one Hashem. There's no other Hashems. Right? That's a statement of Amuno. That's a statement of belief. Amuno, I believe there's only one God. And I firmly believe that. And you know something? I will be willing to be burnt at the stake for that. And Yidin throughout history were. I'm willing to be, to, to be, to be put to the auto de fe for that. And our ancestors, Rabbi Isai, were tortured and, and, and put to death for this belief that there's only one God. They, they, were, they were held at gunpoint. They were held, you know, they're in front of the, the, the that pyre. They were held at, 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 in front of the, the wreck. And they were said, they were told, renounce your God, believe in the, the multiplicity of gods, multitude of gods. I have to start with Abraham Avinu. Right? He denied, uh, the, he denied polytheism, the, the 
Nimrod and everyone else believes in the pantheon of gods. Avram believes in only one god. Avram is the, the forerunner of this idea. Avram is willing to plunge into a fiery furnace. And we know that's my Avasim Levonim. He gave Kleisel the Kayach to do that for real. Okay. So we're willing to go to death for our beliefs and that there's the only one Hashem. But that's belief. And what does that mean, that's belief? We cling to that, we embrace that with Amunab Shuta. But what we're saying is, I believe firmly, firmly there's only one Hashem. As opposed to your belief, you believe there's more than one. No, I believe I'm right and you're wrong. And I'm, you're, I'm so right and you're so wrong, I'm willing to go to, to uh, I'm willing to, to, to put my life on the line for this. I'm willing to be Meister Nefesh for this. But again, what's that statement? That's a statement of Amuna that I believe there's only one Hashem. But I believe that you believe differently. And I see that you believe that there's multiple Hashems. Now, I reject that fully, but I see that's what you believe. And taking that a step further, taking that a step further, what I'm saying is that it happens to be that there are no other Hashems, and I believe that as total fact and reality and truth. And again, I'm willing to go to the stake for my beliefs, but there are no other Hashems. However, when I see your belief system, I see that you are throwing in a few more gods to the mix, a few more Hashems, and I'm saying that, no, that, that, that's, I, I, I disbelieve that. But, but... On a level of logic, on a level of yediyah, on a level of knowledge, I'm not saying that that on a definitional level there cannot be any other Hashem's. I'm saying I firmly believe and deny the fact that there are, uh, there's no other Hashem's, and this year is Kaddish Vitar, Kaddish Kadashim, and 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 he's going to be there. In the in, in the yeshiva shomal, will be there in the inner circle there, sitting around, the, being nene from the ziv Ashkino. He went to death for his beliefs. He was he 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 gave up his life for his beliefs. But it's amuna, amuna not yedia. Meaning, he's not saying that there's something intrinsic about Hashem Himself that makes that there can't be any other Hashem's. He's not saying there's anything inherent about the Rebbe Hashem's existence that obviates, that precludes rather, precludes the possibility for other Hashem's, saying, I just firmly believe that there's no other Hashem. I believe that Hashem is one and there are no, uh, no, no other gods. And I believe that you believe differently. But this is my belief. The Ramchal is taking it to a level of Yediyah. The Ramchal is telling us that on, uh, when we define Hashem, when we establish what Hashem is, Hashem by definition is an entity that disallows any other Hashem's. When we understand what Hashem is, when you understand that Hashem is defined as an entity that of which its existence is predicated on the fact that there can't be any other existences like God. Everybody follow that? How much coffee do we have so far this morning? We need another cup of coffee for this one. But everybody follow? That's, that's now Yediyah, not Amuna. I'm making it much more rich, much more sophisticated, and much more intrinsic to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's existence itself. I'm not saying that, you know, there could be there's other gods, but I believe firmly that there's, it's not true. You know, maybe there could be another Hashem, there could be another Hashem, there could be another Hashem, like you believe, but I, I, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong because I was mekabel from my parents, from their parents, from their parents, from our Sinai, that Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad, one is God. There's only one Hashem, so I know you're wrong. 
But I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's wrong. That's emuna, right? Not impossible. It's wrong. It's wrong. And it, it, good. So everyone's wondering. So if it's wrong, then it's therefore impossible. Yes, but it's the other way around. My emuna tells me that it's impossible. My firm belief that it's wrong tells me that since it's wrong, it, it's therefore not a possibility. But not that it's in terms of understanding the sugya of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that it's an inherent impassibility, but my faith tells me that it's wrong, and therefore my faith, which is so stark and steadfast and stark, tells me that it must be impassable, and therefore we're all willing to be Moisir Nefesh for that, as our ancestors were. That's again a Munarab The Ramchal is giving us Yediyah, as he keeps saying, Tzarech Shayeda, Tzarech Shayeda, and the Yediyah is, if you want to know the sugya, you want to know more than just Amuna, more than just saying, Hashem is one. One is God. You want to know more than that. You want to have the sugi worked out. You want to have a, a, a system of understanding, of sophisticated belief. So, says the Ramchal, not only it's true, your faith is true, that there are no other Hashems, but on a definitional level, on an ex- existential level, it's impossible for there to be any other Hashems. The definition of Hashem is a definition that disallows there to be any other existences that have to exist besides Hashem. Everybody got that? So to, so to say that Be'etzim, to say that Be'etzim, to say that, uh, just to, 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 just to ca- capture that in a concise manner, what we're saying is that the final definition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that Hashem is an existence of which that there cannot be any other existences of, like Hashem, and that's part of Hashem's existence, part of the definition that goes into defining Hashem. That there can't be any other entities like Hashem. And if there were, then that changes the definition of Hashem himself. Hashem is an existence that disallows any other existences to be like Hashem. Why is it not included in the Shlemus of Hashem? The Shlemus? If, if, if Hashem is the most Shalem and the most perfect, then, and there's another one that, that, it could, that exists like him, then he is not the most Shalem and the most perfect. No, because we'll see, it's coming up in the beginning of the next Chalik. There's a fundamental difference between Er Shlemus and Hashem Shlemus. Hashem Shlemus is never comparative, it's superlative. So since it's not comparative, so if there would be someone else who was so kaviyachol, just like Hashem, so there are two things that are shalom with with the uh, you know abject the bastion of shlemus. It's not a comparative shlemus. It's a superlative. Okay, it's impossible for any human being to ever have anything that's really superlative. Kodesh Baruch Hu is superlative, not comparative. So theoretically, the existence of another Hashem would not would not impinge on the superlative shlemus. But it impinges on what Hashem himself is. So, so yeah, the bottom line is just to take a step back and to simplify what we said, to simplify the clunky and chunkiness over here, which seems to be clunky and chunky, not clunky and chunky at all. What the Ramchal wants to present to us is that, that more than just Amunah, more than just believing that Hashem is only one, Hashem has to be one. It's impossible for Hashem to not be one. That's part of what Hashem is. So that's a, a sophisticated approach, this concept of Echad Alekeinu. Hashem can't not be one. If there would be room for there to be another Hashem, then we don't have Hashem anymore. Right? You got it? Mm-hmm. Good. That, that, that's very uh, a profound, that's deep thought of the day. Okay? That's a very, very profound approach to this concept. So a, a three-year-old, a four-year-old is not capable of grasping that. They are capable of grasping that there's only one Hashem. Like, I only have one mommy. I only have one tati. A kid currently only has one sister. He only has one sister. He could have another sister. He could have another brother. Right? could have more uncles, maybe. Right? But, uh, but um, and, and, and there's only one Hashem. I, the kid believes that there's only one Hashem. You drill it into them. 
but this idea that it's necessarily the case that Hashem's existence is predicated on the fact that there can't be another Hashem that, you know, you have to wait till we are ready for Derech Hashem. Yes? Well, you could say as if what you were looking at was, could be multiplicity, then you actually need to go a step, then what you're looking at is not God, you have to go a step back from that, because if there's multiplicity, it can't be Hashem, because Hashem can only be singular. So you're, right. if you're looking at something that's two, then you're looking at the wrong thing. That's right. You're looking at something that came after Hashem, that's, that was the second half, that anything that there can be more of means, A, it's not Hashem, B, it came from Hashem. Okay. So it says, Zion, Zion is where he wraps up. Here he wraps up the whole, the whole first parak. Turns out that there are six basic definitions going into understanding what Hashem is. Here we have the wrap of the summary. Understanding the true nature of Hashem. Hashem's perfection. That Hashem can't be flawed. Hashem can't be imperfect. Hashem can't not exist. Hashem can't retire. Hashem can't disappear. He can't. If Hashem could disappear, that's not Hashem. Hashem is independent, not dependent on anything else. Hashem's simplicity and unified existence. And Hashem's singular existence. There can't be anything else like Hashem. Hashem's existence disallows there to be anything else. Hashem is, can be defined as an existence of which there can only be one of, an existence that can't be any other of. That is part of what goes into Hashem's existence. Let's start the second parak. We have a few minutes left. Should we do that, Rabbi Yisai? Maybe we'll be able to catch up to a question that has been a, a, an unanswered question, a, 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 a question been, that has been um, hanging in the balance for a little bit now. Perak Beis, we'll start it. Betachlis Habriya, on the topic of the purpose of creation. That sounds like a big one. So on the topic of, the, what, what's, the, what's this world all about? Says the Ramchal, Hine, Hatachlis Bebriya, the goal of this of creation, the purpose of creation, is for others outside of Hashem to benefit from Hashem's goodness. For entities and creations that are outside of Hashem to enjoy what Hashem has to bestow. Okay. Let's just do a couple more lines and we'll stop and speak a couple things out. If you if you look at if you look into the matter, you'll see says Hashem and only Hashem is the bastion of Shlemus is the epitome of perfection and of flawlessness. There's no other perfection and completion and flawlessness like Hashem. Anything else that we see as perfect and having perfection is not really perfect, is only comparatively perfect on a comparative basis, meaning it's better than something else. The only existence that is the epitome of perfection is only Hashem. Anything else is only comparative. So like we say, oh, he knows Shas cold. He knows Shas Be'iyun. This guy you can talk to and learning anywhere. He, he has Kolatar Kul on his fingertips. Ultimately, it's only comparative. There's always something that eludes even the greatest time of Chacham who ever lived. Did he answer up all the Tzarechian Gadols from Rebbe Kivager? From Rebbe Kivager? No, he didn't. He didn't. Rebbe Kivager didn't answer up his, his uh, Tzarechian Gadols. Kivager didn't answer them up. So there's always something that I'm lacking. Even the biggest time of Chacham, the, the, the deepest thinker, 
is always is only comparative. You know, we, we, we are loose when we say he knows Kolatarikula. Does he really know Kolatarikula? No, he doesn't. But he, he knows a lot more than I do. That's what we're saying. He knows a lot more than me. Um, that man's a walking encyclopedia. He knows everything. He knows everything. Um, you know, like those mugs. I don't need Google. You know, they have the, the my husband knows everything. I don't need Google. My wife knows everything. Sean Baisi have to buy one of each, right? And have both of those sitting on the shelf. So everything, he doesn't know everything. He just knows a lot. He knows a lot more than me. He knows more than me. So we're only comparative. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is superlative, is shleimus, and can't be lacking. And, and where the Ramchal is going to go with this is he's going to say, therefore, there's going to be a little bit of a dilemma that Hashem wants to, is, wants to bestow as good upon the world. Um, but Hashem is the only one that has ultimate perfection and the epitome of perfection, and that can't really be shared with anyone. That creates an impasse, which is really the bulk of the next paragraph, which we're not going to do today. But I read the next few lines because I want to return to a question that we had. And that question is, why exactly did Hashem make the universe? Why did Hashem decide to create the world? So we have, a, the Ramchal begins to address this over here, right? He begins to address it. And if we would ask, why did Hashem create a universe? So what did he just say? He's told us what? What's the goal of this universe? To bestow good. To bestow goodness, right? To bestow goodness. To bestow goodness. So if we ask the question, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu create a Brio? Why did he create the universe? The answer would, would seem to be, in order for Hashem, who is Toiv, who is the ultimate source of good and, 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 and perfection, to share that perfection with others. And this came up earlier in the week, and we asked, you know, what would happen if Hashem would decide not to make a world? Okay, let's try to tie our heads, our brains into pretzels right now. Okay? Let's tie our heads into pretzels. Um, you ready, Arthur? Hashem is toiv, as the Ramchal just said. Hashem is sholem. Hashem is perfect and complete. Hashem wants to be made, wants to share that perfection and completion with others. And what would happen if Hashem wouldn't do that? Good wants to share goodness. And I, I have a lot of things to share. And when I can't share, I feel what? I feel lacking. I feel lacking. You know, I want to give something to my kids. And they're, they're, they're not behaving right now. I can't give it to them. I feel lacking. I, I want to um, share my coffee. I made such a delicious coffee this morning. I tried passing it around. Nobody wants. Nobody wants a sip of my coffee. I would love to share this. I would love to share this. Nobody wants to take us to my phone. I, I feel lacking. I feel lacking because I love to... What? You want... You... I think Dilger's... Dilger? No, I already had. You already had. See, I feel lacking. I would love to share this beautiful, delicious coffee. I still have half of it left. I feel lacking. So Hashem wants to make a Bria to share himself, to share his completion, to share his perfection with humanity, with mankind. If Hashem would decide not to make a Bria, if Hashem wouldn't have made a Bria, what would happen? What would that look like? What would, what would Hashem look like? The universe, the creation. Hashem would not make creation. What would Hashem look like? Hashem feel stimmied. Hashem would feel. suppressed. What would that look like? Hashem would not make a, a universe. There'd be nothing. Well, no, I, I know what that would look like if we were there wearing glasses. We wouldn't see anything. No, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, what would that. What would Hashem look like? That would make him imperfect. No. What, if he wouldn't make a Brio? No, no, no. So he needs to make a Brio to be perfect. I don't know about that. If he wouldn't do it what he did, who would judge why he didn't do it? 
Nobody yeah, you're right. You're, that's a, that's a good nobody, question. There's no referee. There's, no, nobody, there's nobody, no, nobody around nobody there with a whistle. But nobody, we're asking theory. Right. You're right. You're right. We're, we're asking theoretically. Theoretically. We're, we're, it's a thought exercise. You're right. Ramesh is pointing out that if I shouldn't make a breather, there wouldn't be anyone out there with yeah. the clipboard to so make the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the job performance report over there. That's true. The evaluation. But we're asking theoretically. And we're allowed to ask this question. Another way of asking is, did Hashem have to make a universe? Did Hashem no. have to? No. If Hashem doesn't make a universe, is he lacking anything? No. Is no. he is he the the bastion, the epitome, abject uh, example of completion and perfection? Is he toiv? He's whole, even without us. Right. Does he want to give? Yes. So he may. Is there a up. problem when he can't give? What does he do with that want when he can't? If he, there's no, what's he going to do with that want then? If he want, doesn't make a bria. Want is by definition a lie. Right? What is he going to do if with that? He, if he, if I want a slice of pizza. If, right? I don't have any pizza well, here. If there was no, if he would have made Korea, if he had a want, he would do it. If Hashem didn't have the want, he wouldn't do it. Because what would stop Hashem from having the desire? If Hashem desired to create, what would stop him from doing the desire in the first place? He would just, like, you know, shakalataria, go back and forth, bounce it around for four millennia. Like, Good, so let's ask the question again. So the Eilam seems to feel we're going back and forth on this, but do we have a consensus now? Did Hashem have to make a universe? No. No. But the point of the universe for Hashem to give to the universe? Sure. And the Ramchal just said to benefit from the, 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 the completion of Hashem. So why did Hashem make a universe? So why then did he decide to do it? If he did, doesn't have to do it, and he's not lacking anything if he doesn't do it, you got it right? It's, we have to say that, Nolan, because we saw earlier that Hashem is Shalim, and Hashem is not dependent on anything else. So Hashem certainly can't be dependent on, on a need to give and a need to create. Hashem didn't have to make any of this. He did. Now, don't get nervous. Yeah, the, everyone's telling me, you know, be careful what you say. You know, I, we're, we're insisting that Hashem didn't have to make a Bria. Well, slow down. You know, if you, maybe Hashem's going to, you know, gonna Stop just, the Bria. that's right. What's going to be with my nice house? What's going to be with my nice car? What's going to be with lunch today? Well, at, at, least, at least wait till after lunchtime for Hashem to decide that he doesn't want to have a Bria anymore, right? Let's have lunch first. Okay, but Rabbi said, we don't have to worry about it. Hashem's not about to deactivate the Bria. But why does Hashem activate the Bria? Why do you make a Bria? Why? Why do you make a Bria if he doesn't have to do it? He definitely doesn't have to do it. For sure not. Because that goes against the entire first paragraph. It goes against all six definitions. If you say Hashem had to make a universe. He doesn't want to do it. What? It has to be that he doesn't want to do it either. It has to be that he doesn't want to do it. I don't know, maybe. I'm not sure. That's tying the pretzel even in a naughtier pretzel. Why did he make a universe? That's what he's addressing. That's what we're addressing right now. This is the alphabet and just starting this paragraph. So you know what the answer is, Rabbi Yisai? What's the answer? Why did Hashem decide to make a universe? He doesn't need to make a universe. He's not lacking anything when there's no universe. Why did he decide to make a universe? We have absolutely no idea. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. That's the correct bottom line final answer to this question. Anyone that tells you otherwise, it, it didn't learn the safer properly. We don't know. We have no idea. We, we have no, no, listen carefully. We have no idea. I'm going to explain this. We don't know why Hashem made a Bria. All we know is what things look like after Hashem decided to make the Bria and onward. In other words, in other words, there's a point where there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's just him, and there's no Bria. And then he has a Ratzon, a desire to make a Bria. He does have a Ratzon, because that's one of the highest levels of Hashem's existence that we know about is Hashem's Ratzon, Ratzon. 
Hashem has an interest in making the Bria. Once there's an interest, okay, let's, there's a planning stage, there's an assembly stage, there's a creational stage, there's a, a running, the, running the show stage, guidance, maintenance, it all stems from the Ratzim, but once Hashem wants to make a Bria. There's a point in time in Hashem's existence where He doesn't yet want to make a Bria. What catalyzed that change? At what point did Hashem decide to make a Bria? What prompted that Ratzim? We don't know. And that's an unanswerable question. We can't answer that question ever. Why not? Very gishmak. Because that predates our existence. We can only understand things that come from our existence and on. Our existence begins with Hashem's Ratzim. Before Hashem's Ratzim, we don't exist yet. We can't understand that yet. That's beyond the limits of our understanding. We only understand once there's a Ratzim. That's where our minds begin. Once Hashem has a will. Once Hashem has an interest. From that point and now we can understand what would the things look like before Hashem's interest? We have no idea. And in fact, there's a mission Chagiga. There's if you try to meditate on this was Ramesh's um, he had the mind the, the 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 brain melt over here, right? What how did Hashem always is who made Hashem? Right? So that goes beyond our the limits of our understanding. This one also goes the same way. What predated Hashem's Ratzin? That that's like asking what came before Hashem. Our minds don't go there. Our minds don't work over there anymore. You, get, you have meltdown, total meltdown. We only begin from where we begin. Our perception begins from where our existence begins, which, which is Hashem's Ratzin and An. Before that, we don't have any existence, we don't have any perception, we don't have any understanding. So what prompted this Ratzin? We don't know. We can never know that. We can never answer that because we don't, we don't exist there. We don't belong there. We can't go there. All we know is that there came a point that there was a Ratzin and that's from the Ratzin and on, from the interest in creating the world and on, we can't understand. So to say that Hashem has an innate interest in the Vriya, that's incorrect. To say that, that, that Hashem wants to be native on a definitional level, that's incorrect. To say that the point of the world is to receive Hashem's goodness, that is correct. And look back at the Ramchal. Look how the Ramchal so beautifully was really saying this all along. The first line that we read in the, in the second paragraph. The goal within reality, within creation, is for Hashem to benefit. Now that's a find an awkward sentence. Say, Hashem's goal is to be mated. He starts off by discussing from the Bria's viewpoint. And then he, he ends off by talking about Hashem. Lahetiv is going back on Hashem. Bria, the subject is going on us. The predicate is going on Hashem. Why doesn't he just say Hashem's goal is to be made to Terence's? Because we don't know what Hashem's goals are. We only know what Hashem's Ratzin is. Before that Ratzin, we don't know. Okay, there's a lot to digest. We had two big, big, big um, doozies of the day to, to digest. One is that on, on a definitional level, that can only be on Hashem. The other one is that the Bria. The, the, why did Hashem make a... What? We don't know. That's right. That's what to take to the bank, okay? Anyway, everyone should be well and be benched and uh, have a wonderful day. There's two different statements there. Well, yeah. One, you're saying bestow the goodness, and the other, you're saying, I don't know. That's right. The bestow the goodness, it's only after a certain point in time. That's where we begin to see that emerge. But that's not on, on a level of, uh, a, a, you know, a fundamental level, a level uh, a, on a, on a uh, intrinsic level. We cannot say that Hashem, I mean, on his own, needs to make a creation, wants to make a creation. At a certain point, Hashem decides to make a creation, and then we see how it works from that point on.
To be continued. To be continued, yeah.